Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony. I have the longest arms in the room, Vecino, joined as always by Dan Stubby Arms Kruger. Hmm, Stubby Arms. I thought it was Dan interrupting your intro, Kruger, today. You, You remember when we first started the podcast, Like we couldn't make it through an intro without interrupting each other. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. I'm just kidding, just by like the way. The Dan does not my have voice arms. way better than yours. So I just insert it mid-sentence. Listen to me, listeners. I need your help here. I need you to go right now. Drop what you're doing. Everything. This is important. Go to iTunes. and Leave a review. And in that review, I need you to let me know who has the better radio voice. Is it me, Anthony Smooth Talking Vecino? Or Dan, Dave Earl Jones, <laughs> Kruger? <laughs> Go leave a review. Let us know. Your vote matters. And back to the episode now. Pretty much nailed it. <laughs> Dave <much>. Earl Jones. <laughs> At, <laughs> I don't even know like, who that man is. Anyways, okay, this is an, under, think, this is an under 10-minute episode, so we actually got to get on yeah, our horse and ride here because sometimes we go a little long on these episodes and our customers get our listeners get a little cranky. Customers. Are we, are we charging people for this? I hope not. Nope, this is a free service brought <laughs> to you out of the goodness of our hearts. Now, Dan, today we're going to talk about a topic that we don't really – think about very often personally, but it came up recently. It came up twice in the last week. One, I was on a coaching call. Somebody asked me about it. And then two, we had uh, a potential seller say, Hey, I got something. Maybe you want to take a look at this. And he said, loan assumption. Mm. Now, Dan, what is a loan assumption? Uh, well, I assume <laughs> dad joke. That was attempted a dad joke. I'm, I'm working on it. Right. All right. Uh, no, a loan assumption for those of you who are not privy to what this is, is where you want to buy a property, someone already owns it. So you got to buy it from them, but, uh, they don't want to pay off their loan for some reason. We'll get into why that might be in a second here. Um, they want you to just take over their loan instead of paying off their loan and exiting in that manner, which is typically what happens when you buy a property from someone, whether it's a house or an apartment building, uh, the proceeds coming in from you and your bank pay off that person's loan. And they're done. Um, but sometimes that's not advantageous for them for some reason, or maybe it's advantageous for you, the buyer, to assume their loan. So usually someone has some incentive to do it. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Uh, but it could be on both sides. It could be the, the buyer who wants it for some reason or the seller who wants to have the buyer assume it. And that's pretty much it. You kind of just jump in where they left off. Nothing starts over. Wherever they were at in their term uh, is where you jump in and it just kind of continues. So, I mean, it sounds pretty good in, in theory, right? That sounds mm. simple. And if someone's got really great terms, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, that could be one but. of the reasons to do the loan assumption is maybe you're buying from a seller who got killer killer terms and you're like, I can't get better terms than that. 
I, I'll take your loan. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Please and thank you. Um, but often it's it's more to do with the fact that the seller probably is locked into their loan in some way that makes it so that if they sell and they try to pay off the loan, they're going to get hit with a prepayment penalty. So maybe they so actually in the coaching call I was on earlier this week, the guy specifically they had bought the property two years ago with a Freddie loan. So they went agency, which usually has like five years worth of prepayment penalties, which is the probably the wrong loan to put on a product if you're expecting to leave it in two years. So something yep. probably happened there. So now the only way that they can realistically sell this property is to have somebody assume the loan. Otherwise, they're going to get nailed with a big mm-hmm. prepayment penalty, which might just kill all the profits that they could hope for. Yeah, and that's why you hear us uh, harp on this on the show as well. We always say you've got to match the right debt with the deal you're doing because some debt might have really great terms. Like uh, Anthony mentioned agency debt in this case was Freddie or it could be Fannie Mae. They have really great terms, but there's not a lot of flexibility there. So you sign up for a certain loan term and you've got a fixed rate for a certain amount of time. And if you pay off your loan before then you're going to get dinged, right? And that's why they're able to get you such a low interest rate is because they're going to get their money one way or the other. If you sell early, they're going to catch you on the prepayment penalty and make their money. And so they know for sure you're going to be stuck paying them something so they can give you a really low rate. Um, now, it might be advantageous like it is for us usually where we like to have options, right? So we choose local uh, community banks uh, to do our debt because then, you know, our rate might be, you know, a few basis points higher than agency debt, might have a little bit shorter amortization, but we get to pivot and change uh, very quickly and it's not going to be um, detrimental to the deal to do so. So we kind of sacrifice a little bit of uh, on the terms for that flexibility. But uh, that payment, that prepayment penalty can be a doozy. And I'd say that's 90% of the time if a seller wants to do a loan, uh, wants you to do a loan assumption, it's because of a prepayment penalty. It's Mm -hmm. almost always. Almost always. And the thing, if I could leave you with one thing to walk away from this episode with is never go into a deal until you know how you're going to get out. And don't go into any deal if it only has one way out. And if that one way out is I'm going to need somebody to assume my loan, you're going to you're gonna have a very hard time getting that deal done. It's not impossible, but it's going to be a difficult one. So number one, pair the right debt with the right deal and give yourself maximum optionality. Going Freddie and Fannie, that really locks you in. They give you great terms, but it really defines how you're going to exit the deal. So just be cognizant of that before you sign on to any loans. Because here's the thing as a, as a buyer, I'm not wild about the idea of assuming somebody else's loan, like for a lot of reasons. The biggest one being we really have no control. Like yeah. The bank wields a big old stick in that equation, and we're just at their mercy. And the bank always wields a big stick, but in this case, it's particularly big. But typically you'd, uh, you'd have a relationship with that bank, you know, on a deal that you found normally and you went and got debt yourself. Uh, you'd go to your bank. It wouldn't work with somebody that you have a relationship with. When you're assuming debt from somebody, right, you probably don't have a contact at this institution to, to help you out with this, right? So there may or may not be any incentive on the, on the bank side to, you know, help you out and work with you, right? They might just see you as a number and there's no relationship. So that's not really the best scenario to be coming into, in my opinion. Um, and I've also heard that it's, we've never done a loan assumption, but from what I've heard or from people who actually do them, uh, they're not that easy. It's not just Mm-mm. a quick and easy, like, oh, here's the new guy, here's his name and social security number, just slap him on there. Like it's, they bet you pretty well. Um, so it's not going to be the most administratively efficient process. And a lot of banks don't really like to do them either from what I get. They really don't. They don't. We haven't done a loan assumption. So take all this with a grain of salt that we don't know what the heck we're talking about, but we did talk to Charles Dobbins, who is the multifamily attorney, and he 
has seen quite a few loan assumptions in his, in his day. And he is a very big proponent of not doing them because they get very complicated very quickly. You really have no leverage in the equation and you're entirely dependent on the, the seller and the bank all coming through and doing this thing. And so for me, I, I'm not a, I'm not actively seeking out those opportunities personally. Yeah. The only people I've heard that have been pro loan assumption are the people trying to get you to assume their loan. That's well, about it. Well, that or <laughs> the other group, and this is somebody, this is like the gurus, the teachers out there who specifically teach, hey, you can get into multifamily assets with little or no money down. Mm-hmm. Like they will, they will push that like maybe you could do a loan assumption and then the seller carries back a portion yeah. of the And you remaining. probably have to pay them a fee to go to their conference and they'll sell you a You got to go to the, the workshop and, and then go to the boot camp, which I mean, I'm not poo-pooing education programs, guys. Like, yeah, that, well, that's an upsell scheme. That's an upsell scheme. Yeah, so just be cognizant. Like, if anybody's trying to sell you on getting into multifamily with no money down, like, they are lying to you. Yeah, you need capital. Doesn't have to be yours, but well, you do need yours. capital. Need There's it. no no money down. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right. So that's one assumption. I, I have talked as much as I possibly can on the topic. Yeah. Before I Skip I start it. making stuff up. Skip the loan assumptions. Skip it. Yeah. It's probably just not worth it yeah. in the end of the day. Okay. Structure your debt the way you want it. Leave it there. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for us, guys. We appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to join us here. Now, remember, you got to go and, and cast a vote. Who's got a better radio voice? Me mm. and my silky smooth tenor or Dan and his coffee voice. You didn't even put any effort into giving them a radio voice. I'm just being real, give me man. Late night I'm not DJ trying to put Dan. on a. Give me late night DJ Dan. I could do NPR. Give me, give me NPR. I'll take that. Hi, this is uh, Garrison Keeler. No, that's creeping me. I am uncomfortable. That That will do it for us, guys. We'll see you next week. Not doing NPR voice. (laughs) Nope. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.